early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket, because we're going on a first-class ride across the web. Hey, JJ. Have you ever wondered why we're actually here, or what it really means to be human? I have not pondered such a philosophical question in a long time. I'm getting pretty hung up specifically on the history of makeup. I know it's so ingrained in culture nowadays that I feel like it's 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 weird just to look at that though and be like where did that come from? Why did we start using it? Uh and what is it? <laughs> yeah, and what is it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and there's so much different like types of makeup nowadays. There's like, uh, I was going to try and just start listing off stuff as if I actually knew Yeah, you're knew telling it. me I'm a makeup expert, obviously, as everyone watching can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 with your Freddy outfit. You got you dove deep into that world. Um, <laughs> what was it? It was like some blush or... Uh, I couldn't even. I, it was just like Halloween makeup crap. Okay, it was okay. like basically face paint. Face paint. What so. other? I know. We should literally. We should try and list all of the different types of makeup we know. We'll we'll take turns. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go first because I already right. said it. Blush. I think you're gonna win. Uh, there's foundation. Oh wow! Well, I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> Eyeliner. Oh, you bastard. Um. <laughs> uh, mascara. Ooh. Lipstick. Uh, I think I'm out. Oh no, <laughs> shadow. There's like oh fuck yeah, eyeshadow. Eyeshadow. Um, uh, highlighter. Is that that or er, what? What's uh, the thing that's for the fucking? Is that hair? No, I know that that's definitely hair for sure. But there's the like, um, it puts. It's like a I think a foundation thing that like it's like a bright like foundation almost that you put over a dark palette i think to make things pop mm, i don't know I if don't it's know. highlighter i think you're just trying to use uh makeup words to make yourself sound um, fancy uh if here how about this if we look up highlighter and it's real i i, I think i have the wrong name for it okay if if it's real though i win if it's not you win deal Unless you can think of yeah, anything that's, else. that's fair. No, I cannot think of any more. That's why I'm trying to end it now. Okay. Highlighter. Oh, it says makeup. It says makeup. That was the first thing. Oh, okay. okay I don't know fine. what it is, though. Okay. What is highlighter and makeup You best to me on that one. Yeah, light reflecting products. I knew it had something to do with light. I'm not too sure. I think it goes over, like, darker foundation. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> no a lot of makeup. Was the first culture to start doing it? What do you think they made it out of and why? Um, so honestly, any of those. I'm not too one thing I wanted to bring up. I'm not too sure if it was men or women that started wearing it. I know there's a lot of mm. trends that men started with that women pretty much adopted and then once like women started doing that, men were like, "I'm a man, I can't do that fucking shit." Like, for example, I'm pretty sure heels was an invention for a man originally, um, Hmm. which I thought was very interesting. I think, and I know it's probably older than this, but I'm just thinking about, like, all of the, I I don't know if there were, like, judges or high priests or something that had, like, the powdered faces. I'm thinking of that. And I I know there's probably something before that, but. Yeah, I, when you said that, I thought of the, uh. The depictions of like the pharaohs and stuff like that, and they always had like oh, yeah. eyeliner around oh, them. True, I totally true. forgot about that until you mentioned that. Yeah, so, so I guess now I'm guessing it goes back to ancient Egypt, like every single other one of our episodes has. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what the fuck the Egyptians were doing, but they were killing the game. They were so much more advanced than like everybody and pretty much everything. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, now that you say pharaohs, I feel like that's a pretty good guess. Um, yeah, and then I guess it was, I th- from what I remember, it was black, so I would guess it's like some sort of ash or charcoal type thing. I feel like charcoal. My guess is. I, I remember playing around when I was younger with a lot of charcoal and stuff, maybe after like grilling or something. It, it was it was pretty thick. I don't really know what else. I, other things could be just like, I don't know, dried up like berry mush, maybe or yeah. I think maybe it makes like, originally is, is it was that more a dye. Is juicy. that somehow different? Yeah, I mean, 
oh what was it weren't we wasn't there another episode that we said uh, that i i think i was the one that mentioned it where the people were putting like uh, what was it animal like blood and shit in their hair to give it like a reddish dye what was that i don't know if it was animal oh, blood yeah. or it was fat uh, that was uh oh what was that <laughs> we're already forgetting what we just talked we about a couple forgot. of weeks ago wow. Uh, well, I remember the important part. I mean, dudes were putting this shit in their hair from animal brine products. It was the boiled, f- boiled fat. But what what was that a precursor to? I don't even remember. I see, and the reason why I don't think we remember is because it was probably something that was very off topic of what the fuck we were actually talking about. <laughs> so it's gonna be hard to <laughs> yeah, because I keep thinking back. I'm like, that's not yeast. Yeah, no, uh, I, I was thinking it was the yeast episode as well. Though. <laughs> I don't know why. Um. <laughs> Maybe it was. Who fucking knows? But no, I do think it's maybe something. And also with, with like men first, I I'm thinking maybe shamans, like shamans and other like uh, okay. yeah. magical beings, spiritual beings would probably have a lot of like makeup and like dazzly things that would probably put on their body to give them more of that like allure type uh, personality. Almost, you know, people are like, oh shit, what's this guy's got a yeah yeah, and to all... really get into like a spiritual celebration, yeah, or, you know. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Uh, well, we went pretty deep there in the guess, so why don't we go ahead and figure it out? Who yeah. invented makeup? It's always really interesting how if you word the, like, because, like, uh, you can type in, like, the history of makeup or who invented or uh, why did we start? You'll get so different answers. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I haven't read at all what's going on, but the first thing that popped up for me when I looked up the invention of makeup, an Egyptian person popped up uh yeah so you were right about that oh and definitely yeah the first thing i'm reading here is about the black eye paint oh and green eyeshadow look at that oh green eyeshadow and pigments were used to stain the lips i feel like the black eyeshadow is much more prominent i don't remember green lips very much no neither do i the first eye makeup was found to be successfully dated over three thousand years old Damn. Oh, but it was attributed to Cleopatra with revealed skincare products. Oh, and they've already got like chemical shit, like potassium chloride and all this stuff. Damn. See, how do they figure that shit out? <laughs> the Egyptians are so much more advanced than like I feel like I would have given them for. Maybe it was for women first. Good old Cleopatra. I don't know too much about Cleopatra. I feel like I should, and I've definitely learned about it in history, but I just don't. What Apparently do you know about? the original. Oh, I do not know much. Like I think there was. Oh, geez, I don't know if it was like Augustus or Marcus Aurelius or I don't know some like other ruler. I think was supposed to have some sort of thing for her. That's Ooh. all I kind of know, but that's not even like a complete fact. So I literally know nothing about her. I I don't know if there's a story. Is she the one that came into power because she? pretended to be a man and then when she was in power revealed that she was a woman or um, yeah a woman i I would almost imagine it had to be just for the time and guessing that they were not too happy about having a a woman leader i'm not sure (laughs) but it's already too late i don't know we should we should just do a that'd be pretty cool to go into a deep dive about certain people yeah a little uh not an autobiography whatever the uh just a biography about him, I guess. <laughs> Starting with their their childhood. Yeah, no, that'd be super cool. Cleopatra. That'll be the first one, I promise. My queen. Um, <laughs> but I'm reading here that uh, the original use of uh, makeup was to... Uh, it was in Egypt, and it was used to keep skin hydrated and supple and to avoid wrinkles from the, the, sun. the dry heat in Egypt. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense probably protected that skin from getting like burns and stuff as well yeah that makes sense that's so funny (laughs) makeup was first for like defense versus beauty (laughs) i Uh, mean it it also says that the women of egypt decorated their eyes you know with a dark green color so hmm. see i heard that uh, that's what i I read that about lips i didn't get that about eyes so trying to figure out what it was antimony a metallic element or soot Oh, okay. So I found huh. mesdement, which is a mixture of like copper and lead ore. Huh. Mesdement. And that was a and that's specifically a Egyptian word. I'm not too sure. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. 
Either one. I'm, I'm sure they probably used both. There's probably multiple ways you could get black shit to go around your eyes. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, looks like they caked it on pretty good. Oh, yeah, here. And then they also used a mixture of like red clay, water, and animal fat on their cheeks and lips to give themselves a nice little blush and lipstick. Imagine if we still did that. Boiled some fucking animal fat, slapped some clay in there, mixed it all together, and put that on our mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be delicious. Oh, and henna to their nails. What is henna? I thought... I I don't know. I thought that was like a recent thing. But yeah, I, I didn't not. realize it was uh, that old. Henna would be pretty cool to look into. Henna. What is henna? I'm sure it's just some type of ink, but like... Oh, it's a dye prepared from a plant... Oh, Jesus. Lawsonia enormis. Oh, it's from a tree. It's just juice from a tree. And uh, from uh, It's an Egyptian tree. Of course it is. Everything that's important has gone through Egypt and then be, been altered from there. Yeah. It, it looks like another prominent ancient use of it was in Rome, which is, I feel like, always our secondary spot to go to after Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one of the Roman philosophers... Plautus? I don't know. I've never heard of him, but a woman without paint is like food without salt. So garbage. Even in that day, you know, they they had a high expectation of people actually uh putting on a lot of makeup to make themselves See, look better. And that's the funny thing. I guess thing. they they darken their around the eyes and eyelashes and, and then use chalk to whiten their complexion complexion and a bit of rouge on the cheeks Hmm. so i guess that's where that whole like blushing uh trend came from (laughs) is uh ancient rome all right look at that and then i've seen a lot of people also use like mashed berries to like put on their lips and whatnot um i was i was gonna ask though it's very funny that that was something so common back in the day but i also i feel like i really appreciate a woman that doesn't need makeup i like i really do like a woman that could just like she doesn't wear too too like hardly anything at all like i know bridget literally like hardly ever wears makeup i think she only does yeah. occasionally some like uh, not eyeliner the shit on her eyebrows what is that called <laughs> i i have no idea eyebrow thickener. i lost the makeup contest so eyelash I have no idea. eyelash thickener is what we're going with what about mascara. you Oh, mascara. I'm a I, moron. You had that one. Yeah. I I thought you were saying eyebrow. No. That's what I thought you said. Originally. Oh, I did say eyebrow multiple times. <laughs> no, eyelashes. Yeah. Mascara. Thank you. Because I know some people put like stuff to like darken their eyebrows. Oh, have, like, dude. I know people literally sometimes eyebrows. shave their eyebrows and then just draw it in. Not a big fan of that look. <laughs> no. If you're listening to it and you not... have that, you might be pulling it off. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm not... It needs to little have it needs to have that like three D effect. I feel like to look good. You know what I mean? Like it's got to have that little bit of bushiness. I feel like that's what makes eyebrows pop out. But then like just drawing it on, it's just it just doesn't look a hundred percent right. You know? I I mean it looks like you're a cartoon then. You know? A little bit. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. I'm I'm not a huge makeup fan in general as well. Like yeah. I, I mean I appreciate it, it when I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm know. More a natural of a person who beauty. doesn't like to dress up a ton, you know, like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I got you. Um and like I'm not also I like, I'm saying it as well. Like if you do wear makeup, that's totally fine. It's all your personal preference. I mean, everyone's got their own preferences, so don't like I don't know, get super butt hurt about that. <laughs> don't don't hate us. <laughs> yeah, please. But th- there's also I it's crazy. There's like women that wear so much makeup that like it's I don't, I, there's been it's like a, a whole new face yeah dude it's crazy like i've seen videos of like transformations where of like uh like women where they like aren't wearing makeup and then they put it on and it's literally a whole different person like if you looked at them there'd be no way you could guess that that's what they would look like without it like within i don't know it just blows my mind oh absolutely crazy I'm also seeing here, I'm not too sure. I'm going to try and find a little bit more info on this. Uh, But it says here that women also used to use young boys' urine to fade their freckles. (laughs) I don't know why it has to be specifically a young boy's uh, uh, urine to make their freckles fade, but I'm 
I'm looking into it now. So hopefully we'll get a little bit better of a answer for that. And this did not go anywhere. <laughs> it opened up an even smaller article that just repeated what it said. Uh, oh, man. I, oh, I guess one that I completely forgot about was Japan and the uh, the geishas they had where, you know, they got the really like white faces with the red lipstick and all of that. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a very... That was a very yeah popular uh entertainment and like performance style that they had in uh in japan and i guess the makeup they used was rice powder mm. to get their faces that white which is pretty interesting actually i never so, really thought but it makes it makes sense i'm not uh like this kind of all goes into cosmetics obviously makeup is the main topic here but another weird thing that i've never really understood um i don't know if it's japanese culture it's definitely eastern though is foot binding you you don't know what that is you've heard of that right yeah 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 foot binding i don't know why that got started or why that was i don't know i think that's almost like trying to make women look dainty and like i don't know jesus Uh, yeah right not uh If you don't know what foot binding is, it's an ancient practice where young girls... Oh, okay. It was in uh, Tang Dynasty in China. Uh, Japanese uh, individuals, please don't get mad at me for (laughs) guessing it was your culture. Um, But no, when you were like a young girl, I'm not too sure what the age was for this, but you would basically like break your foot... And then, like, wrap the broken part, like, I don't, okay, so this is how I'm picturing it. You would, like, break your toes and basically try to, like, fold them inward and, like, underneath your foot so that, and then they would put, like, really, really tight wrappings around it so it would stay in place. And the goal for this was to be able to create, like, the tiniest, like, foot possible. But the thing was, I I don't, why? Why was having teeny tiny feet like that important? Could you still walk? There's no way you could walk on that. No, I don't think so. I mean, I know they usually did it when they were very young. Yeah. Um. So like maybe you like kind of <sighs> grow into it, but uh, I don't know. Not not a. Oh my a god! Time. Foot binding lasted until 1912. That's when it got banned. That's so much like more recent than I thought. I mean, obviously a century ago, Dang. but like, holy shit, yeah. that's insane. Wow. Yeah, it looks like girls would start binding their feet, like their mothers would do it at around like age six or seven. Damn, mm-hmm. just breaking half your foot and just like keep on going. Oh goodness, no! This woman's fucking. There's this 79 year old woman I'm literally looking at that continued foot binding even after it got banned for her entire life, and she's still like walking around. Oh. It's like the weirdest foot fetish ever. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So we're bringing things. it back a little bit to a more modern time. <laughs> I don't know if we've kind of made it to there or, but so, I'm bringing us back to actual makeup. Okay. Uh, that's fine. I guess, you know, jumping ahead all the way to the, the early 1900s makeup wasn't super popular just because it was actually a bit expensive to have um but then it also was more associated with ladies of the night um and Ooh. that was kind of a way to <laughs> signify that that's uh what they were what really um, makeup was used for that for prostitution yeah because uh during you know the middle ages like the very pale skin was kind of a sign of wealth in european cultures and stuff like that because that meant that you didn't have to go outside and work for a living, which is interesting that you're trying to boast <laughs> that by putting on makeup. Um, but then kind of like as an other side of that, uh, prostitutes would wear pink makeup to like distinguish themselves from mm. that. I don't know. No, it's very so I guess um, pink is, is what uh, is what got people turned on or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, this is um, continue off where you're going. Um it looks like eyeshadow was like the main form of what you're talking about for like the colors and whatnot. And it looks like up until like early, like around like 1920s and stuff, 
the main like eyeshadow colors were basically green and soft pinks. Like it didn't vary too too much. Like it was uh it was somewhere in between there, but there wasn't a lot of the like crazy colors you see nowadays. And then in the Roaring Twenties, the smoky eyeshadow look uh, became very popular. So it became you know more black and robust and really standing out there. And then we're really jumping ahead, but we're probably going to come back. And then around like the nineteen seventies, when the hippie era was pretty much around, um, more of like colors appeared due to like the rainbow appearance of like acceptance, and and then because of mm. that, it basically like jumped up to all the crazy colors that we're currently wearing today. Yeah, it's pretty crazy though. I didn't realize that uh, just the color on someone's face uh, would resemble so much. Um, I don't know, like uh, extinguish or not extinguishment. Um, just uh just variability from like you know like uh financial uh yeah it's also interesting that i'm reading uh a majority of makeups well not a majority but a lot of makeups were actually pretty uh poisonous to people like uh during throughout time people use stuff like white lead and mercury Uh, they also (laughs) use belladonna which i'm not sure exactly what that is but apparently it makes uh, eyes appear more luminous even though it's poisonous and so it seems like in general that kind of added to it not being super popular is because yeah. a lot of the makeup was actually very dangerous to you and then i'm also seeing that another main ingredient was often arsenic so <sighs> another good thing to be putting on your face wowzers yeah so bringing it back just a little bit i found this little tidbit about queen victoria um who also was a lot larger of a woman than i assumed i don't know which like Victor- height wise no 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 no. like weight wise i i don't know why but i always figured she was a little dainty thing from in queen victoria from 1819 to 1901 i don't know if there's a different victoria or like children i, or I think there were a lot in. of them that's what i figured uh that's why i mentioned it um <laughs> but she made a public declaration that makeup was vulgar and improper due to connection with prostitutes time you were talking about so it's funny how uh makeup was known for originally you know high-end class and then transitioned to <laughs> being disgusting <laughs> and then back into popularity it's really wild uh to see all that just take place over time and really not that much time i mean there's a lot of quick transitions there i'm also seeing oh god bringing it all the way back to cleopatra one of her favorite lipsticks which i don't know how they get this information one of her favorite <laughs> lipsticks got its hue from ground carmine beetles that's a pretty badass oh. way to wear makeup literally take insects ground them up and then slap it on your lips oh yeah i wonder if you'd give it like a little like shimmery effect almost you know what i'm talking about i don't know here let's look it actually has a link yeah, i don't, I don't know, know what the, the beetles I guess i'm like. seeing one uh one popular way to get the uh the red look for the cheeks would be from uh beet juice Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, mm. my hands get yeah, so stained I mean, from beads. Those, yeah, stain the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. for a long time too. Hmm. Oh, geez. For bright eyes, a drop of lemon juice in each eye would do the trick. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds terrible, dude. That's insane. That's pretty fucking hardcore for wow. makeup, dude. I think we need to. If, if we've had a list of what we got to try, I think we got to try a drop of lemon juice in the eye and see. Uh, you can dry that one. I do not want to dry that. <laughs> no, I don't that know. It's terrible. Sounds like we'll have some really gorgeous eyes afterwards. I already hate messing with my eyes. Like, I know. I can't even put in fucking context. So yeah. I I feel you there. I cannot. Oh god. I hate contacts. A cool invention, but I no thank you. I'm okay. What does it mean? There, you've definitely heard, especially in like older movies, the phrase, I'm going to go powder my nose in the bathroom. Obviously, that has some association with makeup. Is that just like reapplying foundation? I think so. Uh, so I guess the first pressed powders were, which decade is this? Uh, the 1910s, it looks like. Okay. So I guess that's kind of when they started doing the that type of thing because the kits came with a little mirror and a like puff touchpad or whatever to i don't know go powder your nose i guess that's um, very strange but i don't know yeah it also is a way to just say you want to go use the bathroom but being polite which is funny that the bathroom is where all the makeup was done that they even got called I mean, powder rooms y- you kind of need a, a mirror to do it you know true true see what you're you're doing powder baths what the fuck is that oh what the hell 
a powder room was see why does it knows because this this says that a powder room back in the 18th century average home was where you would go and you would powder your wig um, oh that makes sense or your own hair what does that what does that mean what do you mean it makes sense what do you, what like like make it more white is that what the powder they're talking about or uh, i would guess so i when you just said powder your wig that to me makes sense because i feel like in history what i remember is old people with powdered wigs <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just why i'm i'm saying that makes sense oh, okay like, okay oh yeah i forgot I like, about that what we kind of skipped over it powder a wig very <laughs> weird so would they when they said powder your nose, did that actually mean their wig and not their actual nose? I don't know. I or don't did it transition so. to their face? I think it transitioned because, like, that's what people would go do in the bathroom is, like, I don't know. That's that's an excuse. Like, if you see them going into the bathroom, I'm not going in there to actually use the bathroom because who would do that? <laughs> I would never use the bathroom. My makeup. I just put more makeup on to make sure I'm gorgeous for this lovely dinner of ours. <laughs> I wonder, I'm sure, like, what other makeup and stuff is, like, today. I'm sure it's just a bunch of other, like, chemicals and random little stuff. I am curious, though, what is, like, makeup made out of today? Because, obviously, we're not using fucking berries and crushed beetles anymore. It's, I don't know, it's probably something just made in the lab. Oh my so, God. I guess the starting of powdered wigs, this got me into <laughs> this, is, is because of uh, a syphilis outbreak in what? the 1580s. I guess it became uh, a very big thing in, and I'm pretty sure it was Europe. Yeah, um, and I guess without any sort of like antibiotics or anything like that to help cure the disease, a big common symptom was baldness. <laughs> so, but at the time, you know, like large long hair was you know the popular trend. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually shameful to to have baldness and and then they also had just like a bunch of sores and stuff like that from syphilis so, that's awesome it's still kind so of it looks like they, the they just use that to to cover up and then uh they they just use the powder to hide any funky aromas that might be around <laughs> <laughs> delicious that's probably one of my biggest fears right now is going bald yeah i keep looking at the like my hairline I swear to God, I look at it, I'm like, is that farther back? Is that farther back? I know. I think that too. And then I I need to like start, I don't know, putting tattoos on my forehead or something. Yeah, just but I don't want to do that a little bit of because marker. I'm going to I'm gonna realize that I am actually going bald. I, I want to deny it for as long as possible. <laughs> I'm going to have like five hairs left and be like, no, no, I still got plenty up there. I think that's what happens to most older men. That's why you see that thing where like they're completely bald at the top, but they still have that weird like line and then like below on the back of their head they're still like growing their hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what yep. i'm talking about oh, that's man. gonna be me all right perfect perfect mm, another big uh roaring 20s is what we mentioned but that the flapper look was another um huge jump in modern uh era that really increased the usage of cosmetics especially the dark eyes red lipsticks and nails and the suntan. That's very true. I was going to, yeah, that's another thing I was going to think or uh, ask about is when, when tanning became super big. Because back in the day, obviously, just being outside and, you know, farming or doing whatever you're doing, you're probably getting pretty, uh, pretty tan. Yeah. I mean, it's but, interesting that we go from people wanting to look not tan to show that they don't work to now yeah. people wanting to be <laughs> tan. So they look like they work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna jump back to the wigs just because okay. I thought no this was a little interesting fact. Um, so it became, you know, popular when a number of the royalty in other countries, such as France and England, started using these when they either lost their hair or their hair started turning gray and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing, you know, the leaders do that, most people kind of caught on. Um, and the wigs were a little expensive, usually costing about a week's pay for a commoner. But then when you got into like a very elaborate one, they could be, you know, up to like, it looks like 20 times more than that. So that's where the term big wig got coined is mm. uh, to describe someone who, you know, is snobby and could afford a big 
poofy wig. <laughs> Fuck you for having money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and then and then this was also just another way to kind of prevent uh the spread of lice, which was also you know I a big you. problem. And hydrocephalus. So Yeah, you know. That's so and funny. baldness and gray hairs. I don't know. People just being embarrassed, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There, uh, I'm still surprised that there's not as many. I would have been. I was so sure that men were going to be more known for makeup than women. I wonder if there was any sort of men that really stood out in history for makeup. I would have sworn, especially like judges, maybe. I'm going to look into that here in a little bit. But I did, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I did find in the Roaring Twenties a man who actually created the very first lip gloss in 1928. Um, he was living in Hollywood at the time, and his name is Max Factor. I'm hoping if there's any like makeup snobs out there that they actually uh, know who that is. Because when I did a little bit of research on him, it turns out Max Factor was coined the father of makeup, which is pretty interesting. Um, hmm. A famous quote of his is, you are not born glamorous, glamour is created. <laughs> so you could definitely <laughs> tell he was uh, a pretty gung-ho on makeup. He was not all about the uh, natural look. And it looks like he did a lot of uh, makeup for famous Hollywood uh, women in the golden age, such as like Ava Gardner, Jean Harlow, Marlene Dietrich. Uh, I hope I said those right, because honestly, I don't know if you know anything about the Golden Age, Patrick. I don't know any. I don't know any of those people. No. no <laughs> All right, cool. Any of them. Just wanted to make sure if there's any older people listening to this, hopefully that rings a bell. If not, then uh, you don't know who the hell that is, and you're just like us. But he's from Russia, and he uh, immigrated to America in 1914 uh, to be closer to the budding film industry. And I guess his interest really took into cosmetic products and. I don't. I, it's crazy. He's really interested in film, and then it was like, "Screw it! I'm all about the cosmetics." And so he originally. Oh no way! He released his own range of cosmetics, and he called it makeup. And he's actually the one that coined the name for makeup. Ah, hmm. that's wild! And it was originally used just to like help movie stars look bigger and better than ever. Because they were given the right tools and artistry skills from our good man, Max Factor. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense just because, you know, they're trying to portray, like, a big story and, like, a big production. So getting the look exactly the way you need it yeah. definitely makes sense that, like, as soon as that came out, you know, Hollywood was like, yes, that's exactly what we need, you know? It's, and it's it's crazy that it's still, like, almost a thing today. Like, I, I there's a lot of celebrities out there that'll do something crazy or something out there, like, with makeup or, you know, like, a clothing line. And I feel like that's just – the trend slowly, like, follows with everyone else. Like, I don't know if you remember – it's not so much anymore, but I swear to God, when you and me graduated high school back in, like, 2013, which isn't really that long ago, <laughs> but the popular look – uh, and I know because it started from celebrities is wearing like super, super like skin tight, like pants and then just like ginormous shirts and like sweaters over it. And I feel like that yeah. became like such a popular look everywhere. And, I, and I, I think it was like Justin Bieber or something that like started that. And then a bunch of other people started doing it. And I know that uh, you guys don't know who it is, but PJ, an old friend of uh, mine. <laughs> He, that was the only thing he wore ever. Like, that was his main look 24-7. Yeah, I don't know. So it looks like we just adopted the good old Max Factor way and even used it to, I don't know, change all uh, all all looks pretty much. Everything. Makeup, clothing, just a little bit of everything. I wonder. Um, all right. So with that, I'm still very curious. Uh, men that changed the history of makeup. Also, like, why judges were wearing, like, a shit ton of, like, wigs and stuff. That's another thing I'm very interested about. Why did they have to have such a white uh, face or a pale face? I don't know. I guess I'm on the whole sun tanning. Oh, okay. I guess okay. That, that, that dates back to Coco Chanel, which, uh, you know, was a, you know, she's a big uh, mm-hmm. fashion designer. And, you know, they obviously have Chanel nowadays. I'm curious about Chanel number five. I don't know why the number five, but uh, I've heard of that. Uh, getting to it, she, uh, I don't know. She just adopted the the style of having, you know, a suntan, and so from then, I guess there were a ton of 
fake suntan products that were produced to get that sun-kissed look that they saw in this you know famous fashion designer hmm. but that's interesting because not exactly it seemed like she was pretty popular in the 1920s but sunscreen wasn't invented until 1936 Damn, no. that's a lot more recent than I expected. So people were uh, going Just out there. Burning well, the shit out of themselves. <laughs> I think that's modern sunscreen because I think cultures have, uh, you know, for a long time put Had like something. different things to I like, mean, Cleopatra was sun. doing that shit with the, the yeah. black uh, makeup and whatnot. Cool. Sunscreen. That'd be another interesting one to, to do an episode on, honestly. Some one weird white cream we just rub on ourselves blocks off the sun's like rays, but it everything else for only a limited time oh another thing yeah this is very off topic probably doesn't need to be in this episode but a fucking allergy medication how does that just like stop you from being allergic to something for a little bit what the fuck yeah that's a good question i don't know how you got to there from sunscreen but (laughs) yeah i think that's the interesting yeah sorry We'll, we'll return back to the makeup just other things to be uh, thankful for and things that are going to be coming up here shortly from what's going on. We're just giving you sneak peeks. That's all. We're just teasing you. But no, back to that. Oh, no. I was talking about Queen Victoria. This is Queen Elizabeth I. Uh, so around a little, a little bit before like 18th century. I couldn't give you a date. It doesn't have it. So I'm not just going to guess because I'm going to be wildly off because I'm not too great on history, which is funny because that's all our podcast is about. Um <laughs> During the Queen Elizabeth era, makeup was actually super wildly popular among men, which is what I thought. And it is the like ghost white powdered skin. Um, mm. And uh, and during this is the time that we were talking about how like makeup was made out of fucking lead, which is why it caused serious health problems. <laughs> and they also call said that the makeup was dangerously cakey. I don't know what that means. Is that the, the like kind of crappy like white chunky makeup almost that we're doing? yeah I think. I don't know when it's like makeup is caked on. That's when it's like I feel like there's a lot of it and it's like stuck in like a solid. I feel like that's yeah. that's what I imagine. But I I why is on. that dangerous? Dangerously cakey, like <laughs> gonna choke on it. It's on there so thick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and apparently, it was popular among men for quite a while. I mean, I'll, I'll, even back in like 18th century France, uh, King Louis the Holy God. What is? I think this. That's 16th. Uh-oh, get your Roman numerals out. I think that's 16th. XVI? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> suck it. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but no, he took, uh, he partook in a lot of extravagant like makeup and hair products. <laughs> and the reason why is he went bald at 23. And so he wore very fancy large wigs and put a lot of product in it to make it like as floofy as possible. It looks like his hair is, it's, it's like... It Patrick, it's like the amount of volume is yours, except if it was like as curly as Ellie's. So it looks like he's got this huge <laughs> afro that just like, <laughs> dude, it goes all the way to the end of the picture. <laughs> I, so it's Dang. probably a lot. So um, he's a big wig. Yeah, yeah, he's a real big wig. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's another thing that I didn't think about. I feel like a lot of men in the royal court had those uh, had beauty marks. You know, those little like black dot that they would like put on their face. Why? What did that did stand they? for? Yeah. I, I didn't know that was a um, common thing. Just type them. in, I think, men of the royal court beauty marks. I want to say that it was a little black dot that they usually had on like the side of their cheek. I could be completely wrong and throwing a bunch of shit up in the air, but I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly confident. Oh, this is a... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> they titled this the time that the French aristocracy was obsessed with sexy face stickers. What is this? I'm very interested to figure out what the fuck we just <laughs> discovered. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of beauty marks. It's like little tiny black dots that they would put on their face. Here, give me a little bit of time. I'm going to try and read this uh, sexy face sticker that's going on. It still counts as makeup. Yeah. Artificial beauty marks that were known as plasters. Pla- it's like plasters except AI. So plasters, pla- play plasters. Or patches, whatever. They would use that to often cover scars and like pock marks from a blemish that got too big. Yeah, like, I was reading that too. Uh, but I see that they're called mooches. I don't know if that's something different. Uh, oh, so the French called them mooches or flies. In England, they called them plasters or patches. That's the huh, difference. Okay. 
but it said that because just most people wanted to look good, so they would put these little patches on there. <laughs> but they're really thick black like markings, so they're just like covering literally just chunks of their face that they didn't like. <laughs> Instead of, I mean, it's kind of what we do now with makeup, except we just make it more like blend in. But they they didn't even give a shit; they just wanted it out of there. It looks like apparently the approximate number of moles of a person has on their body by adulthood is 10 to 40. That's a pretty big range, but... What the fuck? How do they know that? <laughs> I, I definitely have way more than that, I don't, which is a little see, concerning. Um, Is a mole... See, a mole is raised, right? And a freckle, like, stays just regular. Oh, is like, that what not, it is? I don't know. I don't know what the difference between a freckle and a mole is, if I'm being 100% honest. I don't know. When I, when I visit you, you got to look at my arms and... Tell me if they're moles or if they're freckles. I feel like they're moles, but I don't Freckle. know. Here, I'm looking it up right now. We're finding out the difference. This is all about learning. Yeah, I was right. Moles are raised skin spots, and freckles are clusters of like flat skin spots. I hmm. I need Bridget to do a like deep scour on my body, but I don't know if I have... I think I have below average mole. I think... I don't even know where I would have a mole. I think I only have a shit ton of freckles all over the place. I don't know of anything mm. that's like super raised. Um, I I have a ton. I I have a decent amount. Of <laughs> I'm just a mole ones too. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and living in Florida, that probably doesn't help. Oh to, yeah, the number of them. I wonder why. What causes a mole and, and what causes a freckle to stay a freckle? Like what causes a mole to raise? We're getting very. Uh, <laughs> I do not know, but I am seeing that Marilyn Monroe changed the location of her signature mole in 1959. How apparently. dare she? I'm pissed. I what? The... <laughs> <laughs> well, because that was one of her. Yeah, she was very well known for having that little beauty mark mole thing. Yeah, she would paint on. Um, where did she move it to? She moved it to. It was located on the lower left cheek, but then. Yeah. She lo- put it on her chin, I guess. I don't know if really? I've seen it on her chin. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen it on her chin. I wonder, I'm sure the f- fucking media had a field day with that. That's so stupid. <laughs> I wonder why. Whatever. Uh, uh, moles actually aren't that well understood, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it's an interaction of genetic factors and sun damage that normally happens in childhood and adolescence. And uh, moles can actually change in size and color as you grow. That's pretty wild. And new moles commonly appear at times where hormone levels change, like uh, pregnancy or puberty. So that's 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 all they got, really, uh, on Healthline.com. So I'm okay. sure so there's... It seems like I didn't wear enough sunscreen as a kid, which is probably very true. Yeah, I mean, I didn't wear that much sunscreen. I don't know, actually. I really can't remember lathering a lot of sunscreen on, but I felt like I didn't. Yeah. I feel like sunscreen is something I started wearing a lot more as I got older. Actually, a lot more after the whole like cancerous mole thing on the top of my skull. That that yeah, happened. that kind of makes makes a you lot re-examine things. Yeah, yeah. My parents were probably like, "Oh shit, <laughs> dunk that boy in sunscreen before he goes out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still on the French beauty marks. I'm not really seeing where they just got obsessed with it, but it looks like it just got became it just became very common for people to put little patches over like parts of their body they didn't like but i don't know how they got it oh slowly slowly these patches uh started getting uh designed so that they they could stand out actually people started making like little like stars triangles shapes hearts and like moons to cover their face (laughs) that actually would be pretty cool to see a lot of people just like going out with like intricate designs and like slapping it on their face and it actually Okay, yeah. It looks like that these, they didn't just go from like ink and stuff. It's like literal patches that they would cut out. I wonder what the patches were made out of, though. That's not super important, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to hear something weird where it was like, I don't know, burnt like animal skin or something that they would just like lather on there. I don't know how they would have it like stick on there all day, but hmm. it is what it is. <laughs> the rage for beauty patches spread beyond its borders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking into moles a little bit, and apparently only one in a hundred people are actually born with a mole. Wow. But so you're that, a rare breed. Well, I don't know if I was born with them, because basically oh, almost okay. literally everybody has a mole. Like I, I, I saw one no fact mole. that was 300 million Americans. There's like 300 million Americans, and that's probably like an old article. So, you know, it's basically everybody in America has a mole. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, damn. I'm literally, I literally don't know if I have them all. I'm going to have Bridget check my whole body after this just to You're confirm. one of the few. Yeah. Right, we need pictures of every square inch. Yeah. I'm going to put to a make sure fully nude photo of myself. Uh, that's that's going to be, be the cover the, of this Yeah, one. I was just about to say that's going to be the cover of this episode just to prove that I don't Where's have the a, mole? a mole. It'll be like one of those like 3D pictures too that you can like click and like spin around, zoom in, zoom out. Oh. You, you guys can scan for me. I'm not even gonna have Bridget do it. Our listeners can do it. <laughs> it's like oh where's God. Waldo? Yeah, where's where's where's? I was trying to think of a fun mole name, Moldo. That wasn't good. <laughs> Ridiculous. Jeez, I don't know what's going on here with the. The patches. It, it looks like things started taking over, and then there were like groups of people with patches that started like I don't not I don't know if they were creating the first like gangs or whatnot, but they they definitely started having like groups of people that would wear similar patches and similar like makeup styles, and then I don't know they'd basically just think of themselves as better than other people and european authorities saw this as like a corrupting power <laughs> which makes sense people were just like you've got a different beauty mark on your face i don't <laughs> i don't know it, it's very strange it's like it's not racism but it's like patchism <laughs> almost. yeah i don't know this, this is very interesting that it's like it starts out as like almost not a necessary thing but like to cover up like a sore or like some sort of wound and then yeah. it becomes like people making different shapes and just trying to be weird about it yeah yeah very strange and yeah these like beauty patches began like what you had on your face and the transformation you were like going under would like change your body for like maximum desirability i guess but if there's other things that you've like put on there i did in like different shapes or styles that would make you look like I don't know. Look down upon. Very strange. What an interesting. It's like the little... star-bellied sneeches or whatever. Yeah. I... <laughs> what the shout fuck? out to Doctor Zeus. Yes, sir. Oh, dude. What What did they have? It was like it was stars. Was it just stars and no stars? Yeah, stars and no stars. Do you think he he fucking stars stole that? Stars. Do you think he stole what? that from this period of time? It basically is oh, the same shit. Be. It yeah. literally is the same story. <laughs> and then European authorities are like, we need to fucking stop this, which is like what the other, there was one of them that just said, dude, Dr. Seuss, what a G was Loki teaching us a little bit about European history. And we didn't even know what a smart <laughs> man. Honestly, I'm impressed. Oh yeah. Now we're getting into like syphilis and smallpox and stuff. So then it kind of goes away from the gangs. Oh yeah. And then starts going into prostitutes and it, it's all apparently <laughs> back in ancient Greece, a mole on your cheek meant a sign of great future wealth. So I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, even back boy. then, like uh, a mark on your face was, for some reason, a good thing. It's so I can't believe how like all I feel like makeup in general. Like I feel like their the history of makeup has been bouncing all over the place. It's like a great thing, really respectable. And then it's like you're a garbage person. <laughs> back to like, yeah. good thing. You're a prostitute. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on here, dude? There's so I cannot. This is probably, like, out of all articles I have open right now, this one about beauty marks has, like, 13 pages of information. I I cannot believe that this is such a detailed thing. <laughs> this is wild. The harlot's progress. Yeah. Oh, that's she's a prostitute. She's really covering herself so she can be as beautiful as possible. Prominent sexuality. Who the fuck is this? Clara Bow, an American silent film star. Silent film's pretty crazy, too. We, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but no. that this history of movies we already got all right yeah i don't want to go off this uh beauty patch she was using a little star we should bring that back honestly if you're listening to this i want i think we should start bringing back little beauty patches i would love seeing someone put a little like star on their face well see now we have tears and stuff and that means you've like fucking killed somebody <laughs> don't put I mean, a that's tear different on that's there. a tattoo you know Balls compared to again. an actual last episode mark. Patrick and I's phone randomly hung up. I think it's around the hour time that it happens. So now we're giving him a call back. Hopefully, hopefully, he probably, I wonder if he kept talking, trying to, like, salvage it. We might just have to cut it out, but is what it is. There we go. <laughs> I I didn't talk, like, last time. I literally was like, balls, we love the phone. I think it's, like, around an hour that it normally happens for some yeah. reason. 
I I just stopped talking because I was like, I don't know if you're gonna be talking. <laughs> yeah, I just guessed and I just I kept talking. I didn't like go off of whatever the fuck we were talking about, but hopefully they'll get a good laugh out of it, or we could just take it out either way. Doesn't matter. But what were you saying? You were about to start talking about something. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's uh interesting that a mole on your face is like a beauty mark, but elsewhere it's just a mole. It's a beauty mark. <laughs> yeah. Bring bring back let's bring back the acceptance of moles. It doesn't have to be just on the face to be a beauty mark. Yeah, All right? I mean everyone's got them. Yeah, besides me. See, oh no. See, it's going to change where everyone the more moles you have around your body, the more beautiful, and then I'm going to be the naked moleless bastard and I'll be disgusted. <laughs> I'll be viewed as a prostitute cuz I don't have a mole. I have to dress Yeah, up you're going to have to start putting put a on patch on fake there. moles. My yeah. my mole patch. <laughs> you bring it back. <laughs> Uh, and then it's just going to keep bouncing back and forth. We're doing Dr. Seuss's story again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a fun mole talk. But back to Queen Victoria time. Uh, well, not really back to Victoria time. But in the 1930s, with the modern movie making here in the United States, hair and makeup for men reemerged. And it's basically due to Queen Victoria's, like... Well, she's the one that said that, like... It's so confusing. Wait, so for women... It was disgusting and like for prostitutes, but for men, it was okay. I don't know. Apparently. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Cause it said, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I apologize. I read this wrong. No, but for a long time, uh, makeup and stuff was viewed very poorly. But then um, in 1930s, the arrival of modern movie making in the United States came, and then hair and makeup for men actually like reemerged. And then. That's around the same time our man uh, Max Factor, I believe his name was, was really starting to crank it out. So, and that makes sense too, because he was all about that movie making business. And I guess a really popular man that wore makeup for his like face and hair was uh, Clark Gable. Apparently, that was uh, a stud back in the day. Oh, and he was actually the first example used of metrosexual beauty. You heard of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metro. What metro? What, what did he do to like make that popular? And uh, apparently, he was just like the I don't know. He was the first example of metrosexual beauty, like because uh, he wore like hair and makeup, and people were like, "What a man!" Because um, he just <laughs> looked good, I guess. Uh, Clark Gable. It said around 1930s in Hollywood. Huh. Yeah, and a metrosexual. I exited you... out of a tab, but I remember seeing someone who was I don't know an earlier influence of that, but I will have to look it up. Okay, and a metrosexual is basically a metropolitan heterosexual who is very interested in fashion and has a very refined uh, sense of taste, I guess. I, I, this is for those that didn't know. Honestly, I had a different view on it, so I'm glad I re-looked at it. Uh, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, later in like the 70s and 80s, shit got all crazy, dude, with like Prince. Yeah, and, with like, like Jackson, Kiss. And Kiss, yeah. David uh, Bowie. Yeah, David Bowie for sure. Um, Steven Tyler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big names here. Yeah, and then it, and then it just kind of all like hit the fan. Everyone's like, "Who gives a shit? Makeup for everybody." But besides being an artist, I feel like makeup for men was actually pretty looked down upon. And I'm sure like those yeah. guys kind of got a lot of shit probably back in the day, until they became yeah. super popular. I I feel like if you're into the like whole punk scene and stuff like that, it's more acceptable. Like I oh, I think yeah, of yeah, Marilyn yeah, yeah. Manson for that. Uh huh. I could see that. I'm a, a lot of scene kids too, you know, with like the hair yeah. that's fucking big and poofy and over their face and stuff. I could see that with a lot of like makeup and whatnot. Yeah, and then nowadays, like current current era, there's like men with like, I don't know, I don't know. There's also how I, I don't know how long um, drag shows have been going on, like drag queens. I wonder when drag queens became super popular. It's not really that much in cosmetics, but it's a, a weird piece of history that came about because of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm really queens. not sure. History of drag queens. If you're, yeah, you went to a drag show once, right? With uh, was that for Majeska's birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was actually a really good time. I'm not gonna lie. That was that was a pretty funny. Uh, that was a pretty not funny. It was it was just a wild time. I don't know how to describe it. It was a wild time for sure. Going to like uh, it was the weirdest bar. I'm not sure if it's open anymore. What is it called? Plan B. I'm pretty sure is yep. what the yeah yeah Plan B. And it was like an underage night so like i think what like 18 year olds could go to the bar obviously they couldn't drink but they could still go to the bar and they had like a drag show and whatnot very interesting place if it's still open good on you but i really don't think it is drag why do you think it's not open now i have i feel like i heard that it shut down because of the 
18 year old knights because i'm pretty sure they were like potentially it makes sense serving when they weren't supposed to but i could also be making up a lot of rumors yeah yeah oh that's right it's not it it's not plan b anymore it's a new place called prism oh well Hmm. this says it's permanently closed already that's good they they didn't last long (laughs) i wonder if it shut down due to covid because it looks like it opened in like late 2019 so I didn't have yeah, very long I would before imagine. getting slammed. Damn. All right, drag queens, though. Uh, history on them. The first recorded use of the word drag is actually in reference to actors dressing in women's clothing from 1870. And for much of history, drag queens were men. Oh, okay, okay. But in more modern times, it's changed to like cisgender, trans women, uh, and non-binary. I guess if you fit anywhere in those categories, you could be considered a drag queen but i think it's still at least in my perspective mainly gay cisgender men there's so much new sh- shit that's coming out with the like lgbtq community that i i am not up to date with honestly i have i have no idea there's more and more stuff coming out every single uh day maybe not day <laughs> that'd be pretty crazy <laughs> but the first drag balls <laughs> the first person to describe himself as the queen of drag was William Dorsey Swan. Oh, who was actually born a slave in Hancock, Maryland. And in the 1880s started hosting drag balls in Washington, D.C., uh, who was attended by other men who were former slaves. And apparently many of these balls were often raided by the police and documented in the newspaper. I'm sure that would be a crazy thing back in the day. The start of that. Imagine being a cop back then and then busting in those doors for the first time. You're like, wait, what? That'd be, I'm sure that was talked about quite a bit. We're getting deep here. And we should make, we should just do a drag episode. We keep getting into these crazy things. I mean, it's still part of makeup, but. Yeah, that's very interesting. What year did you say that was again? Um, it said in 1880s he started hosting the drag balls and then most of them were raided by police so 1880s maybe like late 80s interesting i I was just wondering if that had any like connection at all to like prohibition and like trying to make like secret get-togethers and all that but i guess Mm. not no no i don't think so uh 1896 he went to jail for 10 months because he was falsely charged of keeping a disorderly house or pretty much uh, a euphemism for running a brothel um (laughs) yeah yeah but uh, it looks like you obviously was not he was just trying to have his drag shows damn it dude oh my god this is this is so much more information than i expected for this there's we should do an express episode later know that that's coming there's a lot of stuff here and we can go into william dorsey swan's history and stuff too uh oh my god yeah there's a lot holy crap protests for drag shows and stuff holy yeah okay not gonna give away all the goods here (laughs) (laughs) you gotta earn i guess i i'm looking on uh uh modern makeup nowadays just because i was curious uh what the industry is kind of like now and apparently it's a 85.7 billion dollar a year industry holy shit um yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, with the leader being L'Oreal, which was actually one of the first, you know, American uh, makeup companies uh, founded by the guy who actually invented uh, sunscreen in 1936 that I had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also invented uh, modern synthetic hair dye. Modern synthetic um, hair dye. Hmm. But yeah, I guess starting from there, and then now they are the the largest market shareholder for. For cosmetics, I guess. Damn. Pretty pretty interesting. That's definitely interesting. I wonder... Yeah, hair dye is all just a bunch of chemicals and random crap. Like we said before, it just used to be just good old pig fat that was boiled and then just like rubbed in. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that smelled delicious. I think I said that last time we talked about it as well. Yep. But <laughs> We definitely did. Oh, man. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, that was a pretty wild episode. I mean, there's a lot more into this than I expected. And we didn't even touch like everything like 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 nail polish and yeah stuff. So that's i little... feel like we just kind of branched off into a lot of different areas but there's just so much behind this we kind of made a pretty general topic here yeah i feel like that's normally the what's going on method is we try to like give you some important dates of the history of whatever we're talking about but there's normally 
so much information on there that it's kind of I mean, it'd be a bit on to whatever seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be a bit crazy to like really give all the like super detailed, like small things that happen. I think the big flashy things are kind of what's more important, you know, Hmm. hopefully that's that's what we're hoping that you guys are enjoying. So once again, please let us know. Yeah. Write us in. Write us in either website. uh, Hopefully website. If you do, we'll fucking we'll send you a a personalized like written note thanking you. Uh, Or there's also Facebook. Majority of you guys that are listening know us both. You could just let us know over the phone. But that's our least preferred method. Please go to the website. Send us an email at what's going on. We're going to have a little thing at the end. But like always, thank you guys for listening and hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Are we done yet? Oh, (laughs) we are. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, please write them in to whatsgoingonthepod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time, that's what's going on the pod at gmail.com, and we hope to hear from you soon. Write and subscribe on any player of choice. Thank you.